DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. James. I am sick and tired of everyone telling me I'm confused. Bryce. We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks. Big Jim. Wubble up a dub dub. <laughs> That's my catchphrase, remember? Samantha. I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Dan. I don't know who you are, but I have a very particular lack of skills. I will never be able to find you. Not another podcast. You going to introduce the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were waiting for. Welcome to Not Another Podcast. That I'm is Sam. Sam. <laughs> that is James. And I am Dan. And I am your captain for the day in this titanic catastrophe that is other people taking control over the show. And having we're already seeing what we talk about. Glub, glub. Not to say it'll be good, <laughs> but it'll be interesting. So I was thinking the other day because i was hanging out with my other buddy james and i've known my buddy james for well since high school and so i got to thinking what would be something 15 year old you would be proud of you about and disgusted about and then a follow-up question is would you be friends with your 15 year old self So we'll start with the first one. What was something that 15-year-old you, if you had that time machine and were able to talk to yourself from that time, would be proud of you about? And I'm going to throw Sam under the bus because she tried to fuck up my intro. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you should have known that was going to happen anyway. I did. That's that's on you. you (laughs) I I know. Um, uh, So the first one is what we'd be proud about. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think um, what I would be most proud of myself about is picking up the pieces that I've had to pick up and turning out as um, positive and, as as much of a light as I can be to other people. So and still like not Say awesome. You know, yeah, just, it's just, just I'd be so proud about awesome. how fucking cool I am. God so, um, damn right. It's about but, time somebody recognized. <laughs> it's the, it's, I would be proud of the fact that um, I'm pursuing the things I want to be pursuing. Um, it's, you know, I, I've, I'm in a healthy relationship. Um, but 15 year old me didn't really understand that part yet. So. Uh, but I think I would be proud of my independence. Hell yeah. Well, I was curious because, again, it was something that I was trying to think of 15-year-old me, and it was like, that would be an interesting conversation. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to throw them under the bus and yeah. make them do it. One, two. James? I was really, sorry, I was really insecure, and I still have insecurities, but it's just the the insecurities don't control me. That's good. That's an awesome progression. I think, I think just as people in general, we all have insecurities Mm -hmm. and and Sam, I think you're right. I think it's just the level in which we allow that insecurity to rule us. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the same way. I've got tons of insecurities, but I just choose to ignore them. Um, Or you work through them. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of got to enable the function, you know, I mean, personally i think i think our insecurities help define who we are and how how we live our lives based on those insecurities uh you know i mean i i i tend to joke a lot about you know how much of a loser i am and i think that's the way i deal with the fact that you know one of my insecurities is failing you know, at, at trying something and, and just being an utter failure. So I cope with it through humor and, um, you know, uh, just, a you know, self-deprecation. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Uh, see, I failed. I failed. You're a failure, James. 
but no, I mean, I, I, I think that's how I deal with, with that constant insecurity of, you know, Oh my God, I'm, I'm just going to fail. I'm just, all these people haven't realized what a loser I am. And eventually they're going to wise up and I'm going to be alone. You know, well, we know, but you're never going to be without us, homie. Cause we're losers too. <laughs> Don't talk about my friends that way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's true. Because honestly, I mean, I think with my own personal insecurities, it was more so I liked a comedic version of over um, overconfidence. So I, I, I approach things from the respects of saying, I'm the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. And people get a laugh out of that. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait. You, you mean to say you're not the greatest thing I've ever seen? I've been yes. lied to? You fucking I never liar. lied to you. I never lied to you. That's the reason I came back to the podcast. He was like, Danny, the greatest guy in the world is going to be. I'll be like, OK, I know, because Danny. I thought <laughs> he was the greatest thing ever. By now, you should know better. <laughs> OK, maybe not the greatest thing ever, but like one of the greatest things. I fine. No, that's that's still true. I don't <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with this truth here. <laughs> But that's how I always kind of dealt with it because I realized 15-year-old me, because there was a big, massive difference between like sixth grade me and seventh grade me. And by the time I hit eighth grade, I had found my stride as to who I wanted to be. Sixth grade me was, you know, incredibly nervous, timid. You know, for the most part, I was really apprehensive about letting anybody inside so I could get to know them any more than I was concerned about the rejection factor of me trying to open up to somebody and being accepted. Around seventh grade, I met a buddy and we were friends for a long, long time. Still friends now, kind of, but he lives in Kentucky. So, you know, kind of hard to be homies. Um, Fuck that guy. <clears throat> he was a genuine extrovert. Like at his core, he was a genuine extrovert and him and I, we, we really chimed on just that thought process to the point where as I was watching how he interacted with people, I realized something about myself as to how I wanted to approach what I was feeling and how I was feeling. Cause I realized at that point too, that I was feeding off of his energy as well. So that person to person relationship became kind of my go-to, but that's when I started doing the, I am the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. And you should be fortunate to behold me. It's not um, true, but again, I'm so just, you've, you've totally destroyed my world, Danny. It's all right. I'll help you build it back. <laughs> What's kind of cool about like what you're saying is I just learned this today. So I work for a startup right now and we're trying to build out our team or we're trying to build a good balance of different types of personalities. So our boss um, hooked up with this, uh, with this dude who does, um, who does these like personality exams and it's called culture index. And today I learned it was, it's actually the, um, the most accurate, like non um, clinical yeah. person like personality study that is out there and it is completely free of gender bias um age bias race bias um the dude who created it a doctor i actually have that note doctor uh, i'd have to get to the note though because i closed it earlier um J uh, Jan janice uh, J janice is the last name but anyway so this doctor spent like four years making sure that it is free of bias so just that's pretty cool um and he, uh, the dude that did our assessments today, because we did a big team meeting and uh, I, big, there's only five of us. So, <laughs> but we did a big old team meeting and he went over like that, but um, it's basically your traits and who you are starts to solidify around like ages 11 and 12. Yeah. And then that's what you carry through. And then you learn how to curtail based on your job or your, you know, um, and then you have like this, uh, you have this sort of fake it 
energy level. Some people are more than others. Uh, It's called the EU, but I'm blanking on what it stands for. Again, it's in my notes and I don't feel like hunting them down right now. But um, so it's like your battery power. How long can I fake it? Because like in my corporate job, it was always like on, 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 on. And then I'm exhausted at the end of the day and I hate everything. Um, So you want to not do that. You want your personal, actual who you are to match up as best as possible with your work self. So that way you have the best employees. But anyway, so yeah, uh, like you were saying, sixth, seventh grade around age 12 is when you start to solidify your personality and you are who you are and that's what you carry with you. And what's beautiful about that too, is again, you know, 15 year old me had established that thought process and started to find my own niche in the universe. Um, And what I found was that when people would gravitate towards me, I tended to take a protector stance on them. It's like, if you're a good person, I'll go to bat for you day in and day out, but I'm going to Picard the ever living fuck out of whatever problem you have, because I was more about diplomacy. Cause when I was growing up, I was kind of small, you know, I mean, I was in middle school. I might've been like five, nine, but I was like a hundred and, 80 pounds give or take so I was kind of small and I was used to bigger motherfuckers in my life you know just the shit out of me so I got really good at talking my way out of problems once I got into high school I had gotten much bigger and I still would talk my way out of problems but at that point I felt confident that if somebody you know popped off it was like okay game on (laughs) (laughs) I can handle this I got you, motherfucker. But again, 15-year-old you, James, what would he be proud of? Uh, There's a couple things he'd be proud of. Uh, One, I've actually recorded an album. No one's heard it, but I've recorded it. I have. Put it on Spotify. Um, We should do that. Yes, it's free to do. (laughs) Do that. Um. So that's one. But the other thing that that I think he'd be even more proud of is the fact that um, how I've managed to cut away uh, toxic people. Yes. Uh, yes. And just shake off, you know, that sort of stuff. Because at 15, I was surrounded by it. But I mean, I think we all were. I mean, we were all at 15. We're all a little toxic. Oh, you know, yeah. we, we haven't, we hadn't figured, figured shit out, you know? So, um, but <laughs> I was always finding myself kind of in the middle of drama, you know, stuff gotcha. that I didn't want to be part of, you know, try being a girl and a cheerleader. <laughs> just well, that's just I did try for and, drama. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Oh, that's also, I mean, we were also teenagers at a time. A very different time in the world, too. <laughs> it was a different time. It was. I well, will concede, um, though, a part of who I became as an adult was kind of actually modeled by my sister. And I'm sure if she ever actually listens to this crap, she'd be rather here, happy to hear that. Because my sister was everything in the school realm she was cheerleader she was drama she was dance team she was roast festival princess she was incredibly popular with every wake of life in the school so when i went to school the year after she graduated there were still motherfuckers who knew my sister's name and were like oh your little brother oh that's cool how's your sister doing (laughs) (laughs) but the thing about it was is she taught me it was okay to not only have that personal way of doing things with people but the ability to go fuck it what's the worst that can happen you know Mm -hmm. and so at that rate that's when i did you know the dramas the bands the choir the shit like that because a part of me was like fuck it what's the worst that can happen i might enjoy myself fuck (laughs) And when it comes to like what I mean by when we went to school at a different time um, was like the Internet was still fairly new. Reality TV hadn't gotten his hooks into pop culture as much yet, like it was just starting. So if there are studies that are like, especially among teenage impressionable girls in that age range is 
do you, they did a study on this. Like, do you feel that, that you have to have drama within your friend community to have an effective friend community? And overwhelmingly they're like, oh yeah, you have to have drama. It's, it's something that you're supposed to have in your life. And they're not taught that that's, that's not healthy and that's not a good thing. And then the shit gets carried off into old, like, and then social media creates a whole nother level of that where, you know, you're comparing yourself to everyone. You're not pretty enough, you know, and then the comments are just, you know, it's, it's insane now. <laughs> yeah. It's um, way more toxic environment. I would feel now than it was then. I, I went to school. Hell my sister, even back when she was in junior high, if there was not drama, they couldn't function. Mm-hmm. And that was, again, before reality TV and all that stuff, there, yeah. there were just people that have to have drama because well, it, it, it gives them they want purpose. the attention. Yeah. yeah, they want the attention. It gives them like it makes them center of the universe. Um, I mean, I joke about being a cheerleader, but I'm actually pretty, uh, pretty lucky that like we didn't have that typical hierarchy in our school where the cheerleaders are the popular girls and da, 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 da. it just kind of wasn't that way fully um so i didn't have that typical high school experience like because i was a head cheerleader for four years you know in high school that doesn't i was not the most popular girl i was not homecoming queen i was not prom queen i was none of that so you know it was just that wasn't how our school was structured so i do feel very lucky that i mean there there of course was like that a social hierarchy but it didn't fall into the exact same tropes that you see in a lot of other schools and uh in movies and television so um you know we didn't have a whole lot of drama within cheerleading there's a couple things but nothing that was like nothing that ruined my high school experience <laughs> sam what year did you graduate 2003 yeah i graduated 2004 so i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. I, I was there bro halfway you know all the way across the country but you were there i was but the nice thing about it was too is it was like i had a a weird niche in high school where i was a part of the hill people which you know were the smokers um the nicest part about being a hill person though was we had every wake of life come through there we had cheerleaders who were smokers we had choir people who were smokers you know we had the jocks who smoked we had it didn't matter who you were. If you came up to the hill, you were a smoker and you were part of the family, you know? So it it was kind of a weird dynamic, but it worked out really to my advantage in the respects that I got to either know or befriend some of the people that otherwise would have been, you know, group exclusive quotation marks in the air for those who can't see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, Honestly, when I think back and I try to think for myself what 15-year-old me would be happy about is I would let him know that I recorded an album. Uh, (laughs) Yeah! Um, But more so than that, the people that you have around you are probably some of the closest people you've ever met and you'll be damn tickled to know. And for me, that would have made a big difference because around the time I was 15, I had a lot of friends. They were more of acquaintances, you know, basically people you hung out with at school because you were at school together. Um, The people that I've still continued to talk to outside of high school, they're far and few in between. But I can tell you that the friends that I've gained in the last 10 years have been some of the closest friends I've had. And I'm going to hang on to you motherfuckers. <laughs> give up and you just say, fuck you. But I will we also say, fuck say you too, all the time. And I'm still here. It's because you love me. And <laughs> I bookmark you. all your posts. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the purpose. That's why but, he's yeah. constantly dehydrated. <laughs> The next week, Danny shows up. He's just a husk, and he just <laughs> just Why did you right post out so mouth. much this week, Sam? Yeah, I should, just, I really I should content, post like Sam. I should. 
I should just post like pictures of my body, but like, but like obscure parts, like my Show forearm, me that fucking the elbow, the crook, the crook, yeah, just, the like, the crook of the elbow, or like you know, <laughs> just... knuckles. Mm, fuck yeah. <laughs> I could see those bashing into my face, Kneecaps. My, my cracked heels between I your just... big toe and your <sighs> lotion those up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an opportunity to get weird with it. <laughs> some sort of oozing, some sort of oozing wound or something. Yeah, there we go. Gross. Mm, is that a paper cut? <laughs> so deep. <laughs> Might look infected. <laughs> Let me smell that. <laughs> I can smell that from here. Mm. Again, don't the give me opportunity. Infection smells to make shit sexy. Weird. Yes, it smells was. like almonds. Mmm, it's about <laughs> to turn. Sepsis. That's the name of the episode. Smells like almonds. Mm. Smells like almonds. Mm. Good job, James. Thank you. First one I've ever gotten. See what happens when you don't host the show. <laughs> yeah, I get to name it. It's less right? pressure. There's no pressure on him. He's just like, uh, I'm just, in, I'm just, I'm just here. But it did sound like you had more, James. Uh Oh, or either uh, both of you um i actually because you guys were talking about the hierarchy in in mm-hmm. high school you both went to the same high school all four years right yep. yeah okay so i went to three different high schools in three different towns yeah it's rough um and each time so for my freshman year i i was going to uh, a school in bend with kids that i had gone through three years of junior high so it was kind of nice because it was like you kind of you, you knew your place in the hierarchy, but it was high school. So there's a chance to, you know, you got four years to change your position, make something of yourself. And and during freshman year, it was rough, but I had some really good friends. And um, but right before sophomore year, all those friends moved away or um, were taken away because they had done things that they should not have. Um, So I was, I was potentially going into my sophomore year of high school with no friends. So it was going to be a sort of like a rebuilding year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But (laughs) about a week before the year started, my parents decided, Oh, no, we're moving to Newport. So not only do I have to start fresh, but I have to start fresh in a new town with a bunch of people who don't know me at all. Yeah. You know, and that, especially at that age, 14, 15, that's a terrible time to have to restart. True. Um, my sophomore year was awful. My parents got divorced. There was just a lot, a lot of freaking drama. Uh, junior year though was okay. I actually kind of cultivated a really good group of friends that I'm still friends with today. Um, and if, if, if we got together, it'd be like no time had passed. Yeah. That's how my best friends and I are. But once again, at the end of junior year, everyone just sort of split off. I, I can't remember what happened, but there was a lot of drama over the summer between my junior year and senior year. But and I didn't date either sophomore or junior year. I had a lot of my own issues that ended up preventing me from dating. Um, and looking back, it's probably a good thing I didn't date because it would have been awful. Yeah. Um, but then I met a girl during the summer and she lived in Portland. So we had a long distance relationship for about half the school year. And then I ended up uh, my stepfather and myself and my stepbrother all moved up to Portland. So I graduated here in Portland so I could be close to that girl who, and we dated for like another year and a half after that. Um, what school did you go to? Putnam. Pussy. <laughs> Same school as a girl. Um, so, but what was, what was really interesting in that move was when I, I started school at Putnam, I already had a pretty large network of friends through the girl I was dating. 
So it wasn't like I was starting over. Gotcha. Um, but what was interesting now looking back is how each school, like how the hierarchies worked in each school. Ben, ben was not a small town. It's grown a lot since then, but it was a, there was only two high schools in Bend. Uh, there was only two junior highs in Bend. Yes, Samantha. Did you ever... <laughs> Did you uh, did you all go to all public schools or were there any private or no no private okay. public <laughs> just my curious. parents pay for my education <laughs> it was Paul as fuck <laughs> oh that's a good one parents caring enough about me to pay for my um so Ben had like they had your your typical hierarchy with the jocks and and cheerleaders and 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 stuff like that but it was more like it was more based on your family's income like the richer oh, yeah. your family was the more yeah. popular you were because you could afford all the the good brands and stuff 100%. and because ben was like a medium-sized town we had like decent stores yeah. moving to newport though that completely changed yeah uh newport was very small when i was there and um while jocks and, and cheerleaders were still popular, actually they were the more popular than they were in Bend. But it wasn't like you see on on movies and TV shows. It wasn't like that. Because I mean, so you're telling was, me the high school experience was not dazed and confused meets High School Musical. Well, what was interesting was how we did break out in song a lot. Yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> for no reason just a dance break. Yeah, it was yeah. so weird. Everyone needs it on their lunch, you know, and between um, classes. But even even with as clicky as it was in Newport, there was a lot of crossover. <laughs> there was a lot of people who would who were friends with, and it, a lot of it is because the, all these kids grew up to together. Like they'd known yeah. each other since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, that's what it was like for in my school too. Likewise. Um, but um, there were there were outsiders like me, people who had came in that were welcomed by people. But m the majority of my friends in my in my junior year were they had all moved to Newport. They were all transplants. Gotcha. So um, there was a good chunk of people who grew were born there, grew up there, or had been there a long time. But uh, like my my really close friends, we were all transplants. Gotcha. Um, but I think the most, the experience that was most like you would see in movies and, and TV, especially around the time I was growing up, was Putnam. And it was because it was a much larger school in a much bigger town. One of the things I noticed, uh, and, and this really struck me when, when I went from Newport to, to Portland, was um kids younger than me looked older city will do that to you yeah and and, and i kind of <laughs> remarked on that to to some of my my old newport friends it's like it's weird seeing people that are you know 15 16 i'm 17 and they're you know they've got full beards and you know they look like they should be you know sophomore Teaching. junior year in college <laughs> they were super seniors Funny story uh -huh. when I when I moved to when I started at Putnam, there was a, a rumor going around for about three months that I was I was in a uh, undercover police program. That's funny. <laughs> I, right, I found it out from jump some street. people. Yeah, outstanding. I was like, wow. So I actually set up with a buddy of mine that I was going to arrest him. <laughs> That's how you win, friends. <laughs> Well, it's like, well, it's if the rumor's though. going on, might as well play up to it, you know? Yep. And, and something strange occurred to me when we were talking earlier about how modern, you know, high school kids feel like they have to have drama. And I almost wonder if it's not necessarily just the center of attentionness, but also kind of like the workplace camaraderie. You know, it, it, it's one of those things I came to understand where there are two types of workplace camaraderie, where 
you and your coworker bust ass and you kind of link up on the idea of getting shit done and really moving forward with stuff, kind of like how you, James and Travis worked, you know, you were constantly at a level where once you got to know one another, you fed on each other's creativity to make something even better. And then there's the toxic work camaraderie where it's, you show up to work and the first words out of your mouth are, fuck this place. I fucking hate this place. And somebody Samantha, else goes, Montana, real, dude. Yeah, this place fucking sucks. And then sucks. every job after that until now. <laughs> How you and Sam met. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but fucking it's one of those things where I wonder if the need for drama in high schools now is based out of that premise where when they show up, they start complaining and they find people who agree with that complaint and start complaining themselves. So they find workplace camaraderie, but then they start complaining about each other. And that's what causes the drama. But at the same time, it's almost like our self-deprecation in the way of saying you suck. (laughs) If I sat here on this call and I said, James, you suck. I'd say, Oh, thanks buddy. Exactly. (laughs) I think, I I think there's that miscommunication where a lot of the times that, real drama that manifests itself out of that is based out of the, Hey buddy, fuck you. <laughs> and I can definitely see a lot of that, but then we also have to factor in, cause I, I, I think you're right, but we also have to factor it factor in that their brains are not developed. Their social skills are not developed. They're still right. figuring that shit out. They're and that still, was the they're... point I was going to make. Oh yeah. Point. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's twofold, especially now. I think it's twofold. I think back when we were in high school, I think it was just us trying to figure out who we who we are and who we want to be and just not having a, a, a really good grasp on just being human. Normal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, and especially in high school, like everything, everything is amplified to 11. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything you're feeling, every emotion you feel, every every experience you have is amplified because your body is changing. Your mind is changing. And, and I know a lot of Samantha, you said earlier, like a lot of your personality traits start solidifying when you're like 11 or 12, but I don't think you really start figuring out who you are until you're 15, 16, 17, but it's not until you're like in your twenties. Oh yeah. That your that brain you is really start done. getting a grasp of who you are. And who you plan to be from that point forward. Yeah. Because in all fairness, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. Because although I gained the foundation for my character in middle school, I have since tried very hard to uh, perfect it over the years. And I think I hit where I was most comfortable, like I said, about 10 or 15 years ago, give or take. But yeah. Just a thought. All right. Well, no, uh, just one more point before we move on. I think I think there's a lot of people now. I I think we on this show are very self-aware of who we are and who we want to be. But I think especially now, the majority of people in the in the world, and especially in this country, don't have that self-awareness of what kind of people they are. And definitely have no clue as to figure out who they want to be. Well, I think I think we're driven so much by we we've gone we've kind of gone back to like a, a high school mentality because it is it's very much I've got to comment on this so people will like me, or I've got to say this to create drama so people will like me. Yep. You know. But there's or you have we ever, other people who are like, I'm doing this comment because it's going to piss people off. I don't think yeah. we ever Controls. really let go of that high school mentality of I need to be liked. Well, the majority and, and of people. Social, and social media I mean, clearly does, on this show, we could. <laughs> uh, social media does, I think, play a factor into that. Even, you know, us older folks getting into it. Like, it's it's like it exposes you. But um, what I was I was going to piggyback off what you were saying and now my brain just went blank, but it's, um, oh yeah, there's so much pressure on young people to figure out the rest of their lives 
in these developmental stages. And I just don't understand where that's coming from and why. So we put so much pressure on kids and teenagers. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Go to these job fairs, figure it all out now, 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 now you have to do this. You have to do that. No, we did, but everything with how connected everything is, it's all exacerbated. It's more so, yeah. 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 And it's that comparison of my family needs to be better than yours. Is that keeping up with the Joneses? Um, it, that whole mentality is now everyone's mentality. It's not just rich people that have that are, you know, dealing with it. It is everyone at True. any age, any age range, any any um income bracket, all of it. It doesn't matter because we are all now thrown into this big stew of online presence and you have to measure up because if you don't you're a failure and that is just and no one will not like true you. yeah yeah and in all fairness unless you I mean, post up your nude photos right all of <laughs> our only that. fans not another only fans <laughs> um we post feet pictures actually we probably make a lot of money doing that. feet pictures yeah should be let's weird. do that it's a good idea fuck real anyway. why are we not doing that already just right? Danny's feet every week. <laughs> just my feet, and people are gonna pay. But we post it as like, here's another that. shot of Samantha's feet, and it's Danny's. <laughs> Guess whose feet this week, and it's always Danny's. <laughs> yeah, I recognize. Guess, that. Guess the toe. <laughs> one week they're they're like, we'll just drip honey over them, and then the next week they're gonna I squish think you just marshmallows. The episode. <laughs> I recognize those corns. Just the toe. <laughs> Damn it. I was so close. Hey, there's still time left. We haven't even gotten to the second or third question. I know, right? Um, so the second question would be 15 year old you, what would be just like oh god about you now? <laughs> so what would first? your 15 year old you be disappointed in sam take it away um i think one thing is um that i'm just too cool um <laughs> uh, kidding um so i think one of the things that I would probably be most disappointed about is that I'm not fighting anymore or I'm, I'm not even practicing uh, in martial arts anymore. Um, that really sucks. And sometimes that hits my brain. I'm like, man, I should go find a school. I should get back into that. You know, I'm, I, I don't have a need to get into fighting shape ever again. Like I don't see myself competing, but at least just to, you know, keep everything loose and, and intact. But um, um, I was, I have a, like, I, I, you know, I was always pretty fit there. I did have my chunky middle school years, you know, but um, then you grow and all that, but, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I was really active and I'm less active now. So I'd probably be um, pretty disappointed in that. And cause I'm disappointed in it now that I'm not as active as I used to be or um, as I want to be. And Ryan and I were actually just talking about that because he is self-proclaimed super lazy and I have let some of that run rub off on me. And <laughs> instead of being like, hey, let's go do something. And, you know, I'll sort of let the complaining. <laughs> the chill vibe. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, it's fine. And, you know, I, I'd like to go do things outside with my partner and go, how, you know, go be active because I miss being more active. It's not that I'm like totally stagnant, but it's just, there's a lot more that I could be doing and that I want to be doing. And that would probably help with some of my creativity flows. Cause I've had like a blockage, but that's a whole nother conversation anyway. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing is more the lack of, uh, the lack of martial arts in my life. Cause it was everything from age eight to 22, you know? <laughs> so. That's fair. All right, James. My 15-year-old self would look at me and go, why are you not famous? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't disagree with that either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that falls under my pretense, too. If, if my 15-year-old self were to meet me right now, and, and I sat down and I told him, yes, I recorded a, a heavy metal album that was awesome. I've been in radio for, you know, 20-some-odd years now. And... and, and he would look around my apartment and, and just go, dude, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and having to sit down and explain like it doesn't work the way you thought it it worked 100 it's yep. it's nothing like you know we were told it's nothing like you imagine it's fucking shitty you know can be but i think even my 15 year old self was also understanding enough that if i explained it he'd go okay at least you tried did you have fun you're a failure james (laughs) and you're still trying because age is just a number fuck real but um i i think i think he would be i don't think i don't think i my 15 year old self would be disgusted by anything disappointed mm-hmm. but also encouraging in the fact that yeah it didn't turn out the way you know we we planned but it doesn't suck not at all you know and and i'm still you know i'm still doing creative stuff i'm still doing music i'm, I'm getting into you know prop making i'm doing all this stuff that at 15 i never even would have thought to try Hell you know, yeah. so yeah, I, I disgust. I don't think disappointment. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's fair. Not disgust. Danny, and what would fifteen-year-old Danny do other than punch you in the face? Uh, and then first go the fuck off. And- fuck that kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He thinks he knows everything, but what the fucking fuck teenagers, man? I'm telling fucking you. Yeah, teenagers. seriously. God damn it. Um, disappointed. I mean, it's fair play to say that, you know, I'd be disappointed I wasn't uber rock star famous by now. Um, but again, fuck that kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was that was kind of hard for me because honestly, I. Like I said, when I kind of figured out who I was going to be. Honestly, the rest of it, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, the expectation of, you know, go to school, learn a trade, things like that. When I was 15, I was well aware that the world was always going to be in need of ditch diggers and fuck if I couldn't dig with the best of them. Um, So honestly, it's been kind of weird because it's only been just recently that my mindset has really changed from my perceptions that I had in high school that the only thing I was really good for was manual labor. And again, there's nothing against manual labor jobs, you know, a lot of respectable trades out there. It's just physically, we can't do it. I think if anything, that would be the only thing my 15 year old self could be disappointed in is we were under the impression back then that fuck, we were going to live forever. So far, so good, you know, Mm -hmm. indestructible until the day we die. And I think that would be the only thing that probably would have taken my 15-year-old self by surprise because 15-year-old me longed to build houses and, you know, work outside and create and construct and do things. And as I've gotten older, it's like, fuck you. We can do that in our own time. And it's a hell of a lot funner when we're not being told how to do it. Uh, But on top of that, we can't physically do it as a way of making a living anymore. So I think that would probably be the only thing my 15 year old self would be disappointed in. But again, fuck that kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> 15. What the fuck do you know? Get out of my house. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get off my island, me. Get off my island. Yes. <laughs> By like the way, your hair like... looks fabulous. Enjoy it while it lasts. Right? No shit. That hairline don't last forever, sweetheart. Look at your future. Look at it. <laughs> my pass is like, hey, that's pretty cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go fuck yourself. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Did that You're earlier. Perfect hairline and shit. <laughs> you. <sighs> Disgusting. Now I'm saying fuck <laughs> off, Sam. Right? <laughs> For the uh, listening audience, I'm just showing off my my oh, um, non-receding hairline. hairline. <laughs> Accentuating it with like the Vogue, God you know? Bitch. She's the whole package. She's got the hair. She's got the boobs. She's got the creativity. Right? Fuck. 
fuck. Ryan's Stop a lucky guy. Me is disappointed in you. Have a friend like this, and what? <laughs> what you and you friend zoned yourself. No, just kidding. <laughs> Emphasis on tap that. No, we bookmark it. <laughs> yes, we bookmark it on this we podcast. We don't tap anymore. anything. We bookmark the fuck out of it. <laughs> That's why we're so dehydrated all the time. Really should drink more water, buddy. But look how strong my arm is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like that right arm is looking quite jacked. My legs are super strong yeah. from having to squat down and pick up the drip pan and go empty it out. And You've been bookmarking my posts, haven't you? <laughs> no, Jim's. All of, all of you. I, I got to bookmark four people. You only have to bookmark the one. So no, I, I got uh, extra work to do. <laughs> I, I, never, I, I get it in a nice gallery format. You know? yeah. <laughs> we just all bookmark each other. It's it's very <laughs> intimate and personal. No one bookmarks Bryce. He won't allow no. it. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. He he no. hasn't. He, he turned off the bookmark feature. No, he has it looking like it's set on fire. You yeah. don't bookmark Bryce. He bookmarks you. No, no you don't bookmark Bryce. He murders you. <laughs> There is truth to these things. All of this <laughs> is true. <laughs> but as a part of the final question, would you now? It's the final question. That was awful. Um, <laughs> that was fabulous. What are you talking about? What? It was, it was awesome perfect. in its awfulness. Yes. Um, so if you were to meet yourself now as an adult, because we'll just flash forward, we'll basically take them as a 15 year old, you flash forward them, you know, to your age you are now, but they have never changed since they were 15 years old. Would you be friends with yourself? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like if I met, so like, timelines collapse yeah and i meet 15 year old me um yeah i'm pretty sure we're both very we would both be very um not really care a whole lot about what other people think and we're gonna go off and do our thing and just let's go write some weird shit and then let's go listen to some music <laughs> so I, I don't know i think we'd get along that's fair yeah, i think i think i would turn let's into like some a dogs <laughs> I think I would end up turning into sort of a mentor for 15-year-old me, and 15-year-old me would uh, really like hanging out and learning from present-day me. Uh, I agree with that. And the fact that we we have the same sense of humor would make it a lot easier. Yeah. You know? real. Yes. I'd definitely yes, yes, yes. be more open to listening to an adult if they're more like me. That's fair. Hi, He's sitting Frank. backwards in a chair. Properties. I relate to him. <laughs> but well, you know, especially at 15, at least in my own experience, there were so many adults trying to tell me what they thought I should do and how they thought I should live because that's yeah. how their world worked. And I think if 15-year-old me met present day me. You know, one of the first things I would say is like, no, you got to figure it out for yourself. And it's not it's not just a decision you make in a day. This is something that's going to take you a couple decades to figure out. You know, uh, life is constantly changing. You're going to meet new people. You're going to say goodbye to people that you think you're going to have in your life for for forever. Life is the the only constant in life is change. That's it. It's constantly changing. Sometimes it happens minute to minute. Sometimes it happens over the course of a couple of years and you don't notice it until you look back, yeah. you know? So being able to tell that to 15 year old me, I think would go a long way in helping, <laughs> helping me realize at 15, all the shit that I thought was so important doesn't fucking matter. That's 100%. fair. You know? And I it, would tell 15-year-old me to learn how to do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you're going to save so much money. Dude, taxes you- stress me out still. And I'm just like, oh my God, especially this last time, because that was the first time I ever owed. Because when I got fired, I emptied out my 401k, which bumped me up into the next tax bracket. And when you empty out your 401k, XYZ things happen. So I ended up owing this year, which is fine. I saved for it. Cool. Right. But like, I was so stressed this year. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm like that's Ryan, do it for me. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. As far as me with my 15-year-old self, I came to realize that although we would be friends, 15-year-old me would be exhausting. <laughs> and <laughs> that's something that I think I've that's fair to say age. about all of the 15-year-old us's. Dude, seriously, yeah. it's like I was thinking to myself, it's like, oh my God, I don't have that kind of energy anymore. It's like I would be friends with me, but and we would have great conversations because even back then I was very, you know, I, I I had a desire to learn from people, learn their stories, learn their theories on things so it could kind of heighten my own. Matter of fact, there was a gentleman named uh, Keith uh, on my way home from high school. He'd always be sitting in his garage smoking a cigar. Well, one day I was like, mind if I join you? He's like, fuck no. So I sat up next to him, fired up a cigarette, and we started talking about things like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. And this dude, at the time, was probably in his mid-70s. And him and I just shot the shit in his garage. And day in and day out, I'd stop by, and Keith would be outside having a stogie around the same time. Hey, Keith, how you doing? And I would just sit and fucking smoke and talk with him. So I know that 15-year-old me would gain a lot from what I have to say. In the respects, I already understand the mental place that I was back then. Um, But on top of that, I've learned a lot since then. And I know that 15-year-old me would dig the shit out of it. But again... It's like, all right, dude, It's it's been like two hours. Go away. <laughs> I <laughs> need me, a break from tired. you. Let okay. me pose one quick final question. Fire on. Um, if you could go back and tell your 15-year-old self one thing, one piece of advice that you know would change your life, you don't know if it's going to be good or bad. You just know it's going to change your life. What would that one thing be that you would tell yourself? That's that's quite a thinker. I know exactly what mine was. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go down to the local radio station and keep going until they give you a job. That's fair. That's fair. I think... I think for me, one of the things I would tell myself is learn Spanish so you can talk to your grandfather. You don't want to, and I know you don't want to, not necessarily because you don't want to talk to your grandfather, but just because you didn't want to learn Spanish. I get that, but trust me, that's something you're going to miss out on, and when you finally miss it, you're going to go, fuck. So do yourself a favor and listen to that man speak in Spanish because it's like fucking listening to melted butter beautiful samantha oh man um <laughs> don't go out with pimento loaf guy <laughs> no well, you that, need I mean, to. we need cannon fodder for this show <laughs> that's that's the thing is like there's some really big things that could have changed the course of but that just changes absolutely everything um follow the art and that would end up me not going to the military and that's a whole other side that you know like so if I kept pursuing x there would be no y and z so it's like no, uh, then you know I I mean maybe like don't ever date the same guy twice <laughs> um it's fair oh you know mm-hmm. what um thank god my wife never got that <laughs> so it's not too late shut up james i know i had the opportunity to maybe you know have more sex so do some more of that yeah well i mean and like well because i was in my in the young 
years and you're like, oh, but it's so precious and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, stop being such a drama queen about it. Because yep. it's not that I don't regret not having sex with a couple of these people, but I'm just like, man, I could, I just could have had a little bit more fun. Like one of my friends from the military recently messaged me and was like, that conversation started going in that direction. And I was like, have to stop you now. I am in a happy, healthy relationship. As much as I do enjoy these kinds of conversations, it's a sort of definitely a turn on. But but I found out I was he he was like, man, every time I saw you, I just wanted to do it. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? I would have reciprocated because I was attracted to you at that time, too. We could have had so much fun and I was never clingy. Yeah. So it's like I have a healthy sense of self. So do the things that make you you know feel good if, as long as you're healthy about it. You could have really messed with that guy's head. It's like, I would have done this. I would have done this <laughs> and this. Like, I well, you would have had bookmark material for the rest of his days. Um, he missed out, man. No, but I, I mean, I, when it comes, but for something like real and sort of maybe existential, um, my life would be 100% completely, absolutely different. Probably would never have ended up in Montana. Probably not have met you guys if I had not gone into the military. Well, so, and, and that was the whole thing about with, with that question. I mean, I know one little, it's the butterfly effect. One little yeah. thing changes everything. everything. And you, and that was the point. You don't know how it would turn out one way or the other. Like with mine. I, yeah. Go down to that local radio station, try and get in. Doesn't mean I would still be in radio now. I yeah. might have gotten sick of it way earlier. And went, <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. One bad boss will do it. Yeah. And so I've I, had more. <laughs> yeah. And haven't we all though? And so I think. You know, it's weird. Hmm. I'm with you, Sam, but I'm not. Because what was strange about my approach to that, you know, whole, I wish I had more sex. I didn't feel like I, I was a temple or anything like that. What I was more concerned about was two things. One, I didn't want to get someone pregnant and not be able to take care of them. So that was a big. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of like was like, I don't like to risk these things. But more so than that, my running fear was that when I did finally pull the trigger on that, it was going to be somebody special and it was going to be somebody I was going to lock my horns into for the rest of my natural life <laughs> kid you not and that was one of those things where for me it was it wasn't just uh, you know exercising parts of my you know hormones that required it it was so much more for me it was a matter of if i did this with somebody you and i were gonna be together for a long time and that's what stopped me in a lot of ways from even pursuing that with other people was because it was like, if I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't going to push the boundaries and I oh, sure absolutely. The wasn't going to invite it Yep. because if it wasn't right, it wasn't right. And yeah. I was willing to wait for it. And you have to feel safe and you have to feel comfortable, whether you are with one partner or you're, you're more of the promiscuous type, which I don't slut shame, do what makes you feel, you know, do whatever you want, right. just be safe. Um, absolutely. you know, um, so it's just kind of, yeah, as long as you feel safe and comfortable, do your thing. But, um, as far as like, I don't know, like I said, I don't regret not having sex with certain people. It's just one of those, like, eh, it probably would have been really fun. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But and again, um, not having much in the way of adult dating under my belt at all, literally. Um, honestly, I've always gotten to the point where it's like, I'm not missing that, which I've never known. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, cool. Like you can speculate yeah. all you want, but that person could have been terrible in bed. You just don't know. But when it, it so if, when it comes to something like bigger, that's going to change the course of your life. If I had told myself to pursue the artistic side that I wanted to pursue and do that earlier, my life would be totally different. Ryan and I just had this conversation last night. Is that grow like growing up in the Midwest? These are the expectations if you're a man. These are the expectations if you're a woman. You have your house picket fence and your 2.5 kids, your two cars, you have a, you know, it's that box that you are put in from the time you are born and the expectation put on you. Like um 
I've always loved special effects. And when I was working at the, at the, um, escape room, I, you know, got to play with it and I was getting really good at it. I was like, man, this is awesome. But I never knew as a kid that that was a viable option for a career path. And then I'm watching this stuff and I'm so fascinated by it. And Ryan's like, why did you never get into that? And it leads back into the conversation. I never knew that was an option. Uh So I would just tell myself to pursue the art that you wanted to do. That would be fair point for me too. Cause honestly, I think if I'd have told myself two things, working on guitars is a lot of fucking fun. Maybe start a little earlier in life. You might be happier. Don't take no for an answer in that respect, because there was one guitar that I was trying to fix and build in high school and I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was really guessing because a, I was fairly new to guitar in the first place and fixing them definitely was something kind of over my head. I still imagined them as a fine tuned instrument that had to be perfect or it was garbage. That's still kind of true, but the difference is, is with like electric guitars for me, the most horrendous thing I can do to them is fuck up the paint. And that's only because I don't have a paint booth. But even that, it's like, dude, you can make this shit happen. It's actually really easy. You already understand everything you damn near need to know. Everything you learned in Woodshop is going to come into play. And so, yeah, it. I might have told myself to get on that a little bit sooner than I did. But mm-hmm. other than that, I have no complaints. No regrets. <laughs> well, kids, Ooh. it's about that time. Samantha, For you me have to have one more question. Would, would all of our 15-year-old selves be friends with one another? Yes. Based off of today's conversation? Yes. I like to think so, too. I would like to think so. I, I think Danny and I would be. Oh, I would suck you in and I would grab Sam as a bonus. (laughs) No, I think you and I would be friends and Sam would be the girl we lusted after. (laughs) You might have. I would have just been her best friend. (laughs) Tell me about your troubles at school. (laughs) (laughs) What did that guy do to you? Tell me about that girl you don't like. But again, yeah, hell yes. Because honestly... The way I am with you guys now and when I met you hey, was the same crazy. approach that I had in high school. I just met you. Sing it. Something, something. We're same high school boy. buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Student buddies. Terrible film. Wonderful I'm to watch. Trying to find a <laughs> photo to send you guys. Do it. More bookmark material. God, you're just giving it to me now. (laughs) Ah, where is it? Okay, this should be it. But yeah. But anyway, that was what I wanted to talk about. And I did also want to preface the end of this by saying that my longest standing buddy, who is the president of our fan club, Big Bad Drew, uh, him and I are going to be having our broversary this September. That marks 30 years that that motherfucker and I have put up with one another, and we still enjoy each other's company. So, brownie points for the Oh, bro that version. is bookmark material. Oh, no, i underage, sir. <laughs> uh, senior year, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but think of, like, of the, most of I, the states. I look sweet and innocent. Just think of, like, the dark comedy still developing. <laughs> I can imagine it. I'm going to imagine it hard. <laughs> I'm going to fill that drip pan. Everybody shut up. <laughs> you listen to it, Trip. God damn it. <laughs> well, folks, this has been not another podcast. Hosted by yours truly, because I get them deep dives into Sam's backstory and James. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say backside, <laughs> and I was like, "Is this where this is going?" That's yeah. okay. When when he said yours, <laughs> when he said yours truly, I thought he was going to say Bryce. That's okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
Well, that's all uh, I got for you. Hopefully uh, next week we'll be joined with Bryce and or Jim, and one of them will lead the conversation. Yeah, fuck those guys. They can be on point. If not, we'll fucking figure something out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out, bud. (laughs) Until then, hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.